another edition of the Camera Books Podcast. I'm super excited to bring you a little bit of a different format to the podcast for this episode. For this episode, I interview a very familiar voice. I interview Joel Junker, one of the partners here at Cameron Brooks, and he leads our recruiting effort here at Cameron Brooks. And so we were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago about uh, a specific interview answer, or excuse me, interview question that officers and candidates get at the conference all the time, and that is, tell me about yourself. And so what we did through the through this conversation is kind of broke down the tell me about yourself, you know, why it's important, what are some of the component parts of it, what to avoid when delivering the answer, how to specifically tailor the answer to the position for which you're interviewing. So this one's a little bit more technical, but I think it's still very insightful, not only for those that are in our program, but those that are just curious a little bit about Cameron Brooks or even some of our alumni who per perhaps are going for promotional mock interviews or going for, or not mock interviews, promotional interviews or going for interviews in other places. And so hopefully this uh, podcast brings lots of value to an extremely important question that is tell me about yourself and really what we feel like the questions continuing to gain momentum and significance of importance relative to conversational interviews. So again, I hope you enjoy the episode. If you're if you are curious about Cameron Brooks, I've listed a lot of resources and links in the show notes that you can find. You can go straight to our website, Cameron-Brooks.com. You can read all about the transition in PCS to corporate America. That book you can find on Amazon, written by Roger Cameron, co-authored by Joel Junker on the podcast here, and Chuck Alvarez, our, our president and CEO, PCS to Corporate America, has over 80 years of military officer transition experience and advice, something that could certainly help out. So uh, go out and check out some of our resources. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Really appreciate that. If you would, if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the podcast, hit the like button. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate that. Okay, without further ado, here's Joel, and tell me about yourself. Okay, Joel, welcome. Glad uh, it's unusual for you and I to be on a podcast together, so uh, thanks for taking some time here. You bet. I'm excited to talk about Tell Me About Yourself. Okay, yeah, so you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, and you had an interesting conversation with someone at a tailgate about Tell Me About Yourself, so maybe let's would you start by just telling us, you know, the idea behind this podcast and where we're going here? So there's really three things that have been going through or uh, things that catalyzed my thoughts around the tell me about yourself. First, as you mentioned, um, conversation I had with uh, an alum of ours, uh, Cameron Rooks alum, Dan Farrell, who is also a Notre Dame classmate of, of mine. Uh, 1995 Notre Dame grad and he's got his MBA from Northwestern. Uh, we placed him with Kraft and marketing and now he works for a um, healthcare company uh, that does um, does a lot of staffing in hospitals but he's been very successful in his career um, and he was talking about he helps the grad students at uh, at Notre Dame prepare for interviewing on a volunteer piece. And he was, as a marketer, he was saying, you know, that tell me about yourself. When the person is done, you should really be able to finish to listening to tell me about yourself and say, these are the three things I now know about this person. Almost like a brand or a product. What motivates this person? 
you know, you know, what's, what's, what are their defining characteristics? What makes them unique? So that was, that was one uh, thing that really caused me to start thinking about it. So we had a dialogue about this. The second um, uh, thing that was really causing me to start thinking more about the tell me about yourself was that more, more and more of these interviews, at least at the Cameron Brooks Career Conference, and I'm not sure about other places that interviews take uh, happen, like campuses or experience there works the same, but it's definitely a true statement where the majority of our interviews are conversational. And because they're conversational, I think they, you know, what people can expect is that you knock on the door, you walk in and hi, Joel, how are you? Nice to, nice to meet you. And you say hi back to the recruiter. So you can take your coat, uh, take your coat off and sit down and relax. We want to get to know you. Well, what do you know about our company? Okay, good, good. Let's fill in a little bit of that. Well, now that we told you a little bit about us, tell us about you. And then from there, sometimes that might be the only question you get in an, inter in an interview, at least at the Cameron Brooks conference. And then all the other questions or the formal questions say you get, and then the other questions that you get could play off of that or draw off of that. Or if you really nail it, the company could spend a lot more of the interview talking to you or talking to the candidate about their um, their their opportunity, kind of selling you on it, and it becomes more of a Q and A back and forth. And then the third thing that came up was I was reading a blog post that was sent around Cameron Brooks from the CEO of Corn Ferry about the tell me about yourself, and the, the tell me about yourself is from his perspective really shows the motivation that you've had in your life. So all these things were happening around our November conference, if you will. And I started giving some thought to it about how important this is. And that's what came out when I said, hey, Pete, I think we could do a podcast on Tell Me About Yourself uh, because everybody out there, whether they're an alum, somebody's preparing for the transition or thinking about getting out could benefit from something like this. And real quick, just to clarify, tell tell everyone what who Corn Ferry or the company Corn Ferry, what do they specifically do? So Corn Ferry is a an executive search firm, so like a Cameron Brooks, but for the the business world. Uh, so they take exec they help executives, pretty much from the senior director on up to CEO level, and help other companies staff. So the, so a company or a, even a university might go to Corn Ferry and say, we've got a chief operating officer role here and this is what we're looking for help us find a person to bring in so they'll go source that but they've gotten into coaching our leadership coaching and leadership advising and consulting on the side so they do that and they, they do a lot of career and leadership coaching and consulting on the side as well i think that's important because you know if if someone's listening to this program or some listening to this podcast and they're in our program they you know tell me about yourself is the is the very first question in the list of questions that we ask them to construct answers for. And so some people may be thinking, well, that's a, that's a Cameron Brooks thing. Tell me about yourself. That's just going to be the introductory question to every interview at the Cameron Brooks conference. But that's not the case. That's, that's not just a Cameron Brooks thing by any stretch of the imagination. It, it goes so much further than that, so much that the, the CEO of Corn Ferry, one of the premier executive recruiting firms out there, is writing a blog post about tell me about yourself. Absolutely. And it's interesting, you know, when you said just the Cameron Brooks thing, 
what you may not remember, Pete, but I do because I was here um, and I got a good memory that tell me about yourself wasn't even on our flashcard list. It was covered okay. in PCS Corporate America, but we never even really covered it in our development preparation program up until about eight or nine years ago did we incorporate and I think what that reason and the other thing too is is that I asked Roger why don't we cover this and he said well it's in it's in our book PCS to corporate America and they just do it and his philosophy was your tell me about yourself answer should be the exact same answer for every interview you go in I believe that that if that is not the correct advice today maybe when when you and I came through 20 plus years ago for me and 15 plus years ago for you, that when there were more structured interviews, that would be the case. They were just a good warm up question. But today you, you do need to tailor that answer. And it's become so important to really do a good job on that, that we have incorporated it into our list of commonly asked interview questions, an answer that we work on. We have podcasts on it because it's a crucial first impression. It, it, it really sets the stage for the interview. And as I said before, the companies really do draw on it. And you've heard of things called like your elevator pitch before. Um, that's the elevator pitch. Tell me about yourself. Kind of all similar. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to talk about you mentioned, you know, they shouldn't all be the same. We should be uh, candidates and in interviews should be able to tailor their answer according to, you know, the, the position of the company or the competencies for which they're interviewing. Maybe before we get there, though, and this isn't a podcast or in a, in, on our website. And so I will link all of the associated material that we've done on Tell Me About Yourself in the show notes here. But would you just very quickly walk us through the component parts of Tell Me About Yourself? Yes. And before we do, I do, before I do that, I do want to sure. acknowledge that there's a lot of ways to answer the tell me about yourself question. There's a lot of different ways to do it. This is a way um, that puts some structure around it. And it is a way that I found effective that a lot of other people have found effective. And then so as I share this with you, know that there's multiple different ways to do it. This works well for our candidates because of the backgrounds and types of things the companies are looking for. Um, the second thing that I'll share is you, as I do this, make sure people, when you're creating your own answer, use your words and really think about using the model, but use your own words. And so before I give you the model, let's get, get into the why the companies ask the question. Though The companies, I, I believe, ask the question, predominantly for two there might be other reasons but predominantly for two reasons number one it's a it's a way to warm up i mean if you think about it an interview is a very strange interaction with people i mean you go to a door you knock on the door and go into a private room with somebody you probably have never met before they've and, and you talk about yourself with something very important on the line like an interview that's super strange. Like what other part of our life would we go to a door and knock on it and go to a private room and, and start talking with somebody we've never met before? And so there's an element of warming up that takes place and the, to get to to break the ice, companies will talk a little bit about their company, 
try to put their candidate at ease and then say, hey, we know you basically what they're saying. We know you've prepared to tell me about yourself. We'd like to hear it. It's a good way to warm up. The second reason this helps us guide get into the, the, the formula or the kind of the the template that I like to use is the companies want to see like what was your what's been the motivation of your life? What have you done in the past that's led you to today? And how can I take that and then project what you would be good at and interested in in the future so that I could determine with what I'm offering, the company would be a good fit for you. So with that being said, some things that you don't want to do when you're answering the question first, and then I'll get into what to do. First of all, don't have your answer go longer than three or four minutes. You know, we've had, as you pointed out before we started, you remember that guy we had that did 17 minutes? We've had a 30-minute tell me about yourself. So the, the, it's basically you want to keep it to three minutes because that's about the long – for any interview answer, that as long as people can really listen to a true answer because it's not a speech, it's a conversation, so about three minutes. And let me let me hop in here before you go on to the next one. You know, I've given this person this 17-minute tell-me-about-yourself thought. Yeah, I've talked about it with a few different people. And I think the challenge is, like you said, walking into an interview, it's a strange endeavor. You're really prepared to talk about your background and connect your background. And so it's almost like, listen, I know what you're going to ask me. I already know what you're looking for. I know the competencies I'm supposed to be connecting to. So let's just save you and I a bunch of time. And here's my entire spiel. And then you can sort it out to see if you like it. Obviously, that's an extremely uh, incorrect way to go about it. It's not conversational whatsoever. But I think that's where people get into the feeling like they have to say every single thing about their background in a, a lengthy tell me about yourself. Right. If you think about it, you're really in, in an interview, you're selling yourself. You're selling yourself to the company to demonstrate to them the value that you and your interest in, in solving their problem of this open position. And you think about it, if we ever go out and go buy something, buy something, like for example, I just bought a truck. The last thing I wanted to do is walk into the dealership and have the guy at the dealership like talk to me for a half hour straight without me... Um, interrupting about the, all the features and benefits of the truck. You know, like he, he should find out what are the top three or four things that are really important to me and like show me those top three or four things. And, and so with that, that leads me to our structure then. So one of the things our companies all look for is a track record of success. So I recommend you start for the younger officers, you know, those that have like eight or nine or less years of experience, start with your formative or your high school years or where, you know, so I grew up in Winona, Minnesota, and I had a great family. Um, my, both my mom and dad worked, and that, that's where I learned a lot about work ethic. They did that to help put my brother and me through college, save for college. And so when I got into high school, I had a part-time job, stocking groceries, but as also a student athlete, captain of my swim team, and I had a goal to, to go to Notre Dame when I uh, would graduate from high school. So I graduated third in my class. So that would be like my, my high school time. You know, what do you learn about me in that? Okay, work ethic, goal-oriented. You take away from that. So I did eventually get into Notre Dame. Now I get into college. And when I went to Notre Dame, I, I, didn't, I didn't exactly have everything planned out right away. So I sought out 
some advisors um, who talked to me about the value of getting an education related to business to help me learn um, about finance and accounting and prepare myself for a career beyond college. So I chose finance as a major because I was good analytically. I enjoyed the variety of challenges and topics. I got to study in economics and business. Um, I joined ROTC to help pay for schooling, but I also knew that it would give me a lot more, like leadership experience, opportunity to serve my country. And when I graduated from Notre Dame, I graduated with honors academically and in ROTC, and I chose to be an armor officer in the Army. So we'll stop there. What do you learn about me there? Analytical skills. I took an, the initiative to find out, plan for my career. Again, probably back to the work ethic again to help pay for school. And now I say I chose. Hang on, before, before we go, real quick, in one of the one of the, the the techniques that he was using, and you can't even hear it. It doesn't sound robotic at all because it sounds like he's just telling a story, but he's actually answering the question why a few times, why he chose finance, why he chose ROTC, and and just simply answering the question in order. Question why, in order to expose your motivation for doing things, is a very good way to tell a story, and it's a good way to um, uh, talk about yourself without sounding egotistical or or full of yourself and things like that. Right. Well, you're right. I and I am kind of full of myself, but um, the that was supposed to be a joke. (laughs) Right. It's just you and me, laughing. though. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, I thought you'd laugh. Um, so the the adult, when they look at your your point on the motivation and the why is so critical. So thank you for bringing that back in. Is they see it on paper, they know I majored in finance, but they'd like to know why. Mm-hmm. They'd like to know why on a lot of these things. So you got to fill that what, but the why in there. So notice also how quickly. I went through my formative and the college years. That probably tied them together. We took out all of our commentary. It's less than a minute. Mm-hmm. Remember, so the answer is going to be about three minutes. So now I'm getting into the military part. I chose armor, and I chose to be an armor officer, my top choice, because, again, the why, I wanted to be in the combat arms. All branches are important, but for me, combat arms would fit me well because I wanted to be out front. I wanted to be leading. I wanted to be in an equipment intensive uh, environment. And I thought it would just be a great, unique experience to be on tanks. In, in, so during the army, during my time in the army, my favorite job by far was being a platoon leader. And during this time, I led 16 people and sometimes I would have four others attached to me, so 16 to 20 people. And what I'm most proud of during that time is my my platoon fielded and tested the new equipment that was being uh, put into the Army. So, for example, my tank had a computer on it before I ever had a computer in, in my home. So this is back in 1996, by the way. Um, and... Because my team became so proficient at this, there were 16 other platoons that did this testing. My platoon was consistently selected by the brigade commander, a colonel, 
to demonstrate this technology to people like the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of the Army, foreign generals, um, put on displays at conferences like the AUSA conference. Now, uh, well, that was my team, and I'm really proud of it. I got to tell you, I had great non-commissioned officers. They were super smart, excited about the technology. And because I did well as a platoon leader, um, I was offered the opportunity to be an executive officer. My favorite part of being an executive officer was mentoring and developing other officers who were being platoon leaders because I was second in command of a company. And my role was maintenance and logistics, but also to develop those other new platoon leaders. And in that role, well, I enjoyed that the most, my best accomplishment by far in the Army when I was in was turning around the maintenance program for uh, the 16 tanks that I was responsible for, from being the worst in my unit to being the best. I've had other jobs, I've had other experiences uh, in the military, but those are my, my highlights that, that I feel like are really important to me. And as I mentioned, when I went to Notre Dame, I chose finance. I was really thinking about a business career at one time. I wasn't really thinking of a long-term military career, though I wanted to serve. So I've completed my commitment, and I'm really excited about the transition. If you were to take everything that I just did that were just part of the answers, that's probably less than three minutes. Right. And what I'm trying to communicate to my audience is that I'm goal-oriented, that um, I, I work hard, I have strong work ethic, I like to lead, and I can get results. That is what I'm trying to can. Now, there's some other things that may have come out of there, like analytical. Um, I try to give credit to my other team members, but those are the main things that I want somebody to know about Joel Junker. When I'm all said, when it's all done at the answer, what do we know about this? what's Joel's brand? What does he stand for? What's what's unique about him? I, um, you know, when when I was I was taking some notes here as you were chatting, and you know, earlier in our conversation, you said. Um, officers have the ability to um, um, shape the answer according to the interview and tailor the answer according to the interview. And so you were saying things like leading your platoon and giving credit to non-commissioned officers and mentoring lieutenants. And so I think there was a lot in your answer, but the things that I was hearing most clearly or most loudly were leadership and credit to team members and mentoring lieutenants and so intentional or not when i hear when i hear that answer it's a pretty team leadership centric just by highlighting those things but i know and maybe we can do this i know you can take that that you know you can take your experience and tailor it in a in a little bit of a different direction you can talk program management with the maintenance and the new tanks and things of that nature right i mean could could you do uh, one of those? Yeah. Sure. So I think my high school time would still be like a formative years. Sure. I hate calling it high school time, but my formative years. By the yeah. way, I want to hold, hold for just there a second. I sure. think for those that have eight to, eight to nine years, are going to go into the high school formative years. So if you're more senior, I need to come back and close that point. If you're sure. more senior, you're probably just going to quickly touch on that and get right into what you did post, post high school because you don't have time if you're more senior to 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 do that. So back to your question. Okay, so my um if I were to interview for a business analysis like consulting or corporate finance, how would I change my answer? Well, 
so I chose to to um, to go to Notre Dame, and after I explored several ma- majors, uh, I chose a, a business major in finance because I've always been good with numbers and analytics, and I enjoyed finance specifically because there's so many formulas to be able to extract ratios and and data to be able to make decisions. Um, but I also did ROTC when I was there because I wanted to serve my country. I wanted to help pay for school and um, have the opportunity to, to develop my leadership skills. I did well in, in both endeavors. Uh, as a finance major, I graduated with a uh, 3.8 GPA. Um, I also was a distinguished military graduate and I got my branch of, of my choice to be an armor officer. Um, and I had a lot of great accomplishments as a as an armor officer, and probably my my dis, most distinguished accomplishment was being an executive officer, where I was in second command of a tank company, responsible for the maintenance of 16 tanks and 500 vehicles and all the logistics. In this in this role, I changed the maintenance uh, 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 readiness rate from a low performing or underperforming or failing it, frankly, to one of the best in the unit within four months. And I did that by analyzing why the 16 tanks were, were broke, broken for how long, if the, what types of parts, and evaluating the processes to make changes. But I also had a really unique role as a uh, future plans officer, as a first lieutenant. In, in my in my larger unit of 360 people. So what I would do is I would need to evaluate training requirements for all the uh, subordinate uh, units. They were called companies. And so I would look at like their weapons qualifications, when they were gonna come, uh, come uh, do, uh, ranges that they would need to go to, types of training that they would have to do, and then plan different types of ranges and training exercises. And so there's a couple of things I did in this in this position. Number one, I put together a training exercise that got every company certified but saved the unit $500,000 by using simulations. Second, I created a, a, a database to track unit readiness statistics that could, I could then feed to the higher level unit that kept it 98% accurate. And it, something like that never occurred before. Um, so this brings me up to, uh, you know, where my last job is right now. I've done other things, but... I'm really excited about applying my analytical skills, my business knowledge, and my leadership experience in the business world. Okay, so when I hear that answer, and, and hopefully everyone listening, I mean, that that's a very different answer. There, there's no way that someone would say those were exactly the same. Tell me about yourself. And the first answer, it's leading and mentoring and credit to the team member. And this answer, all the way back to college, this time you mentioned your GPA. This time, remember, he said he chose finance, and the first time he said the answer, it was it was pretty broad. You know, I like I like thinking analytically. I was thinking about a business career. Now you're talking about extracting data and formula and making decisions. And so now he's taking the opportunity to take his experience, his experiences, I should say, and be very specific to the competencies of the position that he's spe- specifically interviewing for. Very different. What are your thoughts, Joel? Well. Yes, that's what exactly what I'm trying to do. And I think that I would say to the people that are listening that I don't, I don't think companies nor would I ever expect somebody to be able to to do what I just did. You got to remember, I've been doing this for 20 plus years, so I deliver this, these versions of "Tell Me About Yourself" two to three times a week for the last 20 years. So it's 
it's easier for me to do that. I think there's try if you're all the audience as you're trying to prepare this, know to try to modify your answer a little bit, make the connections, help the recruiter see your connection opposite to what you were saying about that person that gave the 17 minute telling about yourself and just basically threw it all out there. Try to tailor it and adjust those things. It's, and by just thinking about it and being able to change it, you'll, you'll get there and you'll make more of the connections. Mm-hmm. And that's how different that I think interviewing has changed over the years from when I came through, I had one tell me about yourself, everybody got the same thing. That's not the strategy I would have today. And I have an anecdotal story to this of why it's important to do this. We had a company, it's about three years ago now. And this is when I really started recognizing we have to change, everybody has to change their answers based on the interview, by the way. When this happened, it just solidified it for me. We had a company that was looking for a maintenance manager position. And the recruiter, Kevin, ruled out every candidate on Monday at the conference. And when I asked the candidates, like, what happened? They're like, Joel, I can't believe I got to know. It's like, what do you mean you got to know? You got to know. He only asked me one question. So what did he ask you? He said, all he asked me was, tell me about yourself. That's it. And I think what happened is the candidates were all giving them the same, tell me about yourself. But Kevin was looking for people who would like maintenance, like kind of like to tinker, to be around equipment. And they all had it in their backgrounds. So I went to the candidates who was going to interview on Tuesday. I was like, listen, you got to be proactive. He's going to ask you one question. Tell me about yourself. And if you don't get it out there, you may not get it out in the interview. And so I was talking to one candidate and I said, he said, I'm not so sure how to do this. And I knew this guy pretty well. I said, okay, tell me about, remember, what's one of your main hobbies? Well, I like to work on cars. And I said, well, when, what, how did, nobody just like all of a sudden gets into working on cars. It comes from someplace. So how did you get into that? Well, growing up, my dad and I would work on the cars as a way to, to kind of like bond together. And I said, well, what were some, some of your electives in college? Well, I was a science major, but I took a couple of engineer classes. Why? Well, I just like that technical, mechanical type of things. I said, these are the things that he doesn't see on the resume, that you now have an opportunity to bring out and tell me about yourself. The majority of the candidates the next day got a yes. And you could hear this candidate's answer, by the way. I could just hear it in my head. You know, I grew up in southern Ohio and um, had a really good family life. And my dad and I were fairly close. The one thing that was really interesting about my dad and me, we bonded over working on cars. I still work on a car. So in fact, I've got a 1984 whatever in my in my garage that I tinker with. And I've got a workbench that, that's full of tools and I still enjoy it today. And when I went off to college, I chose this science major because, but I took a couple of technical classes that were engineering related because I like technical. I still wanted to stay close to that. And when I went into the military, even if this person went into the military and didn't have anything to do with technical, he brought up, uh, brought up enough in his high school and college time that Kevin's probably like, yeah, that's the kind of candidate I want. I want the candidate when something breaks at nine o'clock at night at the plant, that that person's not going to be at home and think like, oh, I'm going to call one of the contractors to come fix it. Instead say, oh, I get to go in the in, on site and go tinker around with some of the equipment and see if I can't figure out how to fix it. 
I can't one just things, bring it out in the ten boxes off. Go ahead, sorry. One of the things I want to want to point out, you know, when you when we first started this process, you said, you know, the the way that you are going to describe it with the formative years and then into the military is a way. So I just want to remind people of that. But but in light of that, notice what Joel did, even though he was very specific to this one maintenance position. He still talked formative years, dad, working on the car, you know, growing up, and then talked about college, still talking about, you know, taking engineering classes into the military. And so hopefully you're listening to this thinking like that doesn't sound canned or robotic at all. And it doesn't. It's very, very tailored. But whether, you know, again, Joel's been doing this for over 20 years, so it's, it's totally natural at this point. But for those that aren't natural, you can still have a running outline in the back of your head and you don't have to be you know completely adherent to it and strictly following the script i'm not saying that at all but notice his answer still had a formative component high school college military and he got getting into the military didn't do that but he, he would have and 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 it didn't sound candor robotic at all so that's a that's that that's all that was that's a lot of what's been on my mind and cover i feel like i that's what I wanted people out there listening to this. I think that people out there that are listening to this that are coming to a conference in the next like year, this is helpful for you to listen to and think about creating it. And for those of you that have already made the transition, maybe you're alumni that are listening to this as you go up for promotional interview. I think the thing that to really think about is that when I give my tell me about yourself, no matter how I organize it, when I'm all when it's all done, I think the litmus test if you have a good one or not is do they know what makes me me, what motivates me, what drives me, what makes me unique? And when they hear that and they pick those things out, will that add value to what I, the job that I'm interviewing for? And then I think for the other people that are listening out there that are just kind of curious about Cameron Brooks and wondering, we, I know because I, I'm a partner of the company, I know this is super self-serving, but I believe it also be the truth. This is the caliber of the knowledge that you're going to get by working with Cameron Brooks. It's the same caliber of the types of companies that you're going to get to meet with, the follow-up process experience that you get to experience. Because I do believe that is one of the huge, the biggest advantages of Cameron Brooks is our UP Rob me, our team, and I mentioned the three of us because we spend the majority of the time talking with the CANS prior to conference and educating them, is that level of education on the transition and on how to interview, the value you would get out of this. Because we just talked about, tell me about yourself. We could be here for eight hours talking about a lot of other questions. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, like I said, I'll put, a, I'll put some links and some other helpful resources for those who are interested in wanting to learn more. I'll le- load those up in the, in the notes afterwards. Any, let, let me say one parting thought, because it, and, it, and it's more tactical in nature, just very quickly. You know, jo- Joel's talking about for those officers in the program as you're preparing to interview and taking some practice sessions to tailor answers according to jobs and and positions for which you're interviewed. So I think that's the point I want to make here very quickly is because some of you may be saying, yeah, that all makes sense to me, but now how do I go and do? Well, there's job descriptions located in tab four. Um, There's job descriptions on social social media sites. 
Um, we have a bunch here internally that, you know, if you just ask, we can provide them to you. So, so there's a path. I mean, a lot of this was technically how to get there in terms of, um, in terms of tailoring answers, but there's absolutely a pathway to doing that with some of the material. And I just wanted to put a highlight on that. So you don't leave the call or leave this podcast thinking, okay, that's great. But now what? Because that's where you take it from here. Sounds good. Thanks, Pete, for hosting me and doing this. And we'll have to tackle some other interviewing topics in our future podcasts. Sounds great. Thanks, Joel. All right.